This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Feminism in your ears. It's another broad podcast on Joy 94.9. Keep listening. Hashtag feminism. Hashtag podcast. Hashtag broad on Joy 94.9. I'm gonna marry the night. I won't give up. And you're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9.
and welcome to Broad here on Joy 94.9. Broad would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands that we broadcast from, the Kulin Nation, pay respect to all the Kulin elders, women from the past, present and those women who will be our future elders. We'd also like to acknowledge with respect the traditional owners of all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lands that we broadcast to and to pay respect to all elders and women elders from all clans and nations past, present and future. So yes, welcome to Broad. And that was Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, their version of This Land is Your Land. I probably know that from the Woody Guffrey going back, way back in the what 1930s or 40s, I think. I'm just guessing. And to acknowledge... Um, the loss and uh, also the great talent that was Sharon Jones, who sadly passed away on the 18th of November last Friday. Um, and after a very long battle with uh, pancreatic cancer, very sad indeed, but what an amazing woman. And speaking of amazing women in the studio tonight, I have live, it's always good to have a live guest, I have Namilla Benson, broadcaster and educator. Welcome to Broad. Oh, it's so exciting to be here. Thank you so much, Sonia. It's great to have you here too. And like we were saying off air, uh, you know, about Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings and one amazing woman. Well, absolutely. Mm. Like incredibly powerful. And I think for many women of colour around the world as well, like here was a woman, because uh, she used to work in the prison system, um, you know, over in the US. And she ended up having to get that as a day job because she was told for so long to just give up this idea of music because she was too short, too fat, too black, too, you know, all of these different levels and layers of her identity were incredibly critiqued. But mm. um, thank goodness she, you know, found the funk and found the soul and shared it with the world. When I um, first heard them, I think it was 2008, it was 100 Days, and I saw the video and I thought, people make make video music videos like that it was so raw and gritty and sweaty absolutely and really perfect for tonight absolutely so ideal thank you melbourne my goodness (laughs) (laughs) with this crazy weather but um yeah yeah. she i I actually had the chance to catch her and to meet her a couple of times while she was incredible did you ever catch her live i caught her live what 2010 i can't even remember but ages ago and um what a powerhouse. Oh, yeah. Amazing. But I never got a chance to see see her or see them again. But yeah. you, you met her. That's a bit... Incredible. Yeah. Well, she used to really... I mean, she just, as a performer, she really mm. loved connecting with people that loved her music and really kind of fed off that energy. And mm. yeah, she was just incredibly warm, really, really passionate kind of person and great politics as well, oh, you know? yeah. Um, you said that she worked in the prison system or yeah she did absolutely mm. so you know i think that's a really hard i mean the justice system in any form mm. is uh, a really difficult industry isn't it but i think it was always music that kind of saved her and carried her through but mm. um when it comes to women of color especially you know living artists mm. um we were really blessed to have her in our um, yeah. yeah 60 to, i mean she would have been in her what Mid forties, she was sixty when she started. Yeah, you know, that's with right. the Dap Kings, that's really it. hitting. You know, so a late bloomer. I know it's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we will miss her. But I thought this mm. land is your land is is perfect, considering a lot of the things that are happening to our brothers and sisters and over in um in the US right now. It's a really uh, difficult, intense time very fraught with a lot of pain and and passion there about some of the injustices that are going on and 
Mm. I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to say for people of color, for minorities, for immigrants, asylum seekers. It's uh, and of course for the natives, um, native people, indigenous people in the U.S. That's right. It's a really yeah. rough time now. Yeah, and I think um, you know it's it's really going to have uh, quite dramatic um, ripple effects, isn't it, around mm. the world? And I think we're already in really shaky times. But um, I have to say, I think in a lot of ways, 2016 has been a powerful year for minorities uh, to really step up and hold their ground in Mm. terms of their stories and their experiences, their lived experiences. Um, And I feel like there's been a real shift uh, with all of that. Yeah. 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 I think um, something that's pretty obvious at the moment is, is of course, what's happening in North Dakota or Standing Rock and a lot of the Indigenous women there are standing up and, unfortunately, tonight or, well, it's... It's our night time, of course. It's the early hours of the morning, I believe now, um, Monday morning there. But um, it's been a very difficult time with uh, the bridge that is the only access road point mm. for the outside world has been barricaded by the authorities there, by the police. And we're talking about police that have been brought in from seven different states surrounding Dakota. They're not even local police force and have barricaded and have been using water cannon. It is it is below 20 degrees freezing. And they've been using cold water cannons, which are quite the force, and using it on our people, water protectors. These people aren't protesting. They're actually protecting. Yeah. They're protecting a a water source, which could very well be damaged and polluted because of the um, Dakota pipeline. I mean, you know, and you just think that's under Obama that that's happening. But the militarization, the further militarization mm. of what's going to happen with uh, the police force across the U.S. under Trump. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I don't Scary. even how do we even start to break down yeah. how I. You know, I thought, am I that badly out of touch with life and reality? I just didn't pick such an overwhelming win. that I couldn't believe it. I really, it was traumatic. It was traumatic. You know, having friends from the US there too, and you would know people too. It's traumatic. It's just... uh, Mind-blowing and so awful. So uh, I just want to say, you know, that broad does stand by standing. We stand with uh, Standing Rock. That's our opinion and our stand is that that water access uh, is for the indigenous people of the lands there to have uh, control and guardianship over and uh, no company or corporation has the right to do that. It's Mm -hmm. sacred ground. So a lot of sacred stuff happening um, right around the world and I think this will be a great time to, on the positive, to hopefully kick off and and see some more indigenous... um, uh, trends, positive trends uh, mm. of Indigenous people standing up right yeah. around the world. That's, I think that's right. When it comes to mm. sovereignty and self determination, yeah. I mean, it's incredibly important. It's How just political I mean, are we tonight? Yeah, I know. Absolutely, we've gone in hard, <laughs> haven't we? But it's the truth, though. Mm. Like, especially when you look at our brothers and sisters here as well. Like, yeah. we can't even really be pointing the finger, can we, at the mm. US? Because, I mean, there's just so much damage that um, just really runs deep here yeah. in Australia, and yeah. I feel. 
feel like uh, at the heart of it, it's so much about race and there's mm. this real inability as a nation for us to just really actively engage in issues uh, and conversations and dialogue respectfully and meaningfully and with, with depth when it comes to issues of race. It's mm. such a, um, you know, and I feel like that's, that's a festering wound that just won't heal on this mm. nation's psyche when it comes to kind of progressing and moving ahead. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then West Papua is another oh, one course, as well, yeah. you know, like, so within our own region, I mean, we can point the finger mm. um, at overseas nations, but uh, yeah, I think we all need a Justin Trudeau. Do you really? <laughs> well, he seems to just be at least acknowledging and sort yeah. of moving ahead yeah. with, or maybe I'm just being shallow because he's such a such a handsome lad. Well, he's not hard on the eye. That's what they say. <laughs> it's hard somewhere else probably for some, but... See, now you're making oh, your sister Canadians, blush. You can't those do that. Canadians, I don't know. It must be the cold weather or something. <laughs> Firms it up. <laughs> oh, no shrinkage. All right. So, look, Namilla, we, we do yeah. talk about you shortly. I mean, that's what we, we're here for. Well, that's why you're here. I just talk about chat you, with you, Sonia. <laughs> I love it. Enough. Yeah. And you can chat with us. All you have to do is um, SMS. It's pretty easy. 0427JOY949. You can email too if you want to. On air at joy.org.au. Or you can phone Roberto out there. 1300JOY949. This is Broad on Joy. Hi, this is Clementine Ford. You're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9 and I'm encouraging all of you to fight like a girl just as I know Sonia does. I'm more than the colour of my skin I'm the girl that likes to sing All I know is what's within Not just the brown girl in the ring Go to school and learn their ways Told how to think and what to say While my mother says to pray I pray for better days God, please help them see They ain't no different from me Not above, not beneath Teach them equality All these years of my life 
This is Broad on Joy 94.9. Uh, that's Aradna Patel, better known by her stage name, Aradna. And uh, actually, Namila, you've got some um, who's here with us, broadcaster, educator, extraordinaire, uh, here on Abroad tonight. You were going to talk about her anyway. Yeah, What's going I was. on? Man, you know, I mean, mm. Sister is fire. She really called out the music industry mm. um, at the New Zealand Music Awards. Uh, so it was last week. Yeah. And basically she won an award for the best urban which is a term I find quite problematic, urban slash hip-hop album. Mm. But she ended up rejecting the award because she said, I feel like I'm just being placed in a category for brown people. And she was sort of calling them out and Mm. saying, you know, just because I'm a brown person doesn't mean that the music I make is hip-hop. And as we heard with that beautiful – I mean, Mm. that's soul, you know. Brown girl, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so that caused that kind of shook the industry up, and it's um, kind of caused ripples, I think, mm. uh, around the music. You know, with the global music community, definitely here oh, in yeah, Australia, yeah. it's really resonated because we're in the throes at the moment with November being Australia, um, you know, Music Month, mm. and these are the kind of conversations that we're still not having, you know, mm. within the music industry. Um, so Melbourne Music Week was last week. I went to a really great panel feature. Featuring the Shepparton hip hop artist Briggs, oh, who right, is yes. forever kind of putting out, you know, like great music, but then putting out spot, you know, like spot fires with the racists mm, as mm. well, who really, um, you know, because he calls out blackface, he calls out just anything that's really problematic mm. again when it comes to race and people going, oh, that's not racist, and stop always looking for an excuse to call something racist. And it's like, mm, why, no. why is Australia? <laughs> 
we're still having these conversations mm, about mm. whether gollywogs are fine or whether mm. blackface is fine, mm. you know, in 2016. And so he had a lot of really interesting things to say because he, um, you know, with taking on this fight, not only mm. with the music industry, but also with just Australia's social and political landscape in general, he really... Um, and he's you know, such a multifaceted, talented per- um, actor comedian. as well. Comedian. That's it. Aboriginal. Was it Aboriginal? Yeah, that's A-B it. AB original. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Clever Man. Oh, he was just don't... amazing in that. I know. <laughs> that entire cast. Yeah. My goodness. But yeah, it was very interesting yep. to hear what he had to say about Australia's music industry as well. But look, the take home message, because there were some young African mm. brothers that were um, in, in the audience listening to what Briggs had to say. He's just like, just keep at it because I, I my mm. thing was how do you keep at it when you know your creativity and craft is having to deal with these things on the mm. side which mm. white artists wouldn't necessarily no, have no. to deal and with. you get questioned too like or you're the you know you become the go-to person as well what is with that the representative yeah. of everybody who's of color and that that's exhausting. I mean, it's a tiring thing. It really is. How and do I you think approach that. That's know? it. Mm. And the, the fact that people don't understand the fatigue of the fact that, mm. you know, as a person of colour, um, you're answerable for an entire race and an entire community. And, and you know, mm. priv- privilege is being able to just do what you do and not even have to think about that. And, you exactly. know, even for yourself and I, Sonia, you know, as um, broadcasters from, yeah, like a brown community, it's something something that I'm very mindful of is mm. like oh, when I switch on that mic and I'm about to say mm. something like I really need to be mindful of the impacts that will have on mm. my nieces my nephews uh, you know I know that my aunties are listening in they'll take me to task really? if I say something <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely and no my escape. dad as well I know yeah. there is no escape mm. but um you know hey that's the sense of community that we're able to build as well so that's also mm. a blessing isn't it mm. Mm. so I think it's a good time to segue more about you then you know because the first part we were just talking about uh, randomly interesting stuff of course what's happening Sharon Jones and um, all of that and um just tell us a bit more about what you do as a broadcaster and educator. Sure. Well, um, I've got little ones now, so mm. I have moved off the airwaves. Uh, I mean, I still do it from time to time, mm. but um, I work as a broadcast trainer over at 3CR as well as Triple R. So I started in radio 23 years ago, and uh, as a you know very dark skinned um, Papua New Guinean Islander woman, mm. uh, I just didn't kind of see my stories and my experiences being reflected in Is Australian that what made media. made you go into media uh, that, or, you yeah. know, to do that? Or Look, that just... was definitely a part of it. Mm. And mm. I think too, I mean, because, you know, you do hear the saying, you can't be what you can't see. But um, I just, I think what it was for me, I, I just had this, and I still have this endless curiosity about people. Um, I mean, every face has got a story to tell, but I just thought, why are people who look like me not sort of being represented out there mm. and um, so around the time I actually got into radio which was at 3CR uh, to begin with and I started hosting after two weeks. I, I love the nature of community radio because mm. I just rang them one day. I'm like <laughs> I don't really know what I want to do but I'm thinking I might be interested in radio. Mm. I'm happy to help out and they're like okay can you start today? We need a receptionist. <laughs> Our receptionist, a volunteer receptionist mm. has called in uh, <laughs> six. So I said yeah okay fine and 
and then two weeks later, someone said, have You've you done radio? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Have you done radio before? No. Great. Well, you'll be presenting this afternoon. Um, mm. And it started and I just, I found it just so amazing. Mm. And I mean, narratives as well is something that's really super important for me. It's, it's this whole thing of, you know, who's telling the stories? Mm. Who are they telling the stories about? Who are they telling the stories for? And mm. when it came to my Pacific community, especially with uh, my nationality, it was just such a negative narrative that was consistently out there. And I just thought, you know, I'd go on holidays to PNG. I still mm. do. Mm. And I'm like... That's, that's not what it's like. It's mm. really beautiful and, and the sense of, you know, um, how close it is. I mean, it's not to say that there's not the social issues there. Mm. It, there absolutely is, especially when it comes to gender-based violence. That's, that's a huge uh, problem over there, but it's problematic in Australia. Mm. And I think that's yep. what uh, confuses me a little bit is that people are just pointing the fingers without thinking, mm. hang on a minute. Happens here. Yeah. Mm. PNG is not a party of one when it comes to that, those mm. kind of issues. Mm. Um, so being able to kind of explore that and flesh it out a bit more, yeah, mm. was, was great. That's a real challenge. Now, okay, 23 years later, <laughs> <I know. laughs> how is it like for you now being a broadcaster and being there behind the mic? I mean... What's it like now? I don't even know. Well, it has changed a lot in mm. terms of the media landscape. So I was thrilled when we uh, crossed paths at the Listen Conference yeah, a few true. weeks ago mm. because I love how many brown folks are now, you know, getting into radio and doing amazing podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all connecting and we've got stories. There's shared experiences there, but there's also very distinct yeah. lived experiences yeah. as well. And, you know, we're trying to find our way <clears throat> like many others. Um, there's a whole myriad of, d- of different levels when it comes to our identities. And, you know, for me, even as a mother, that kind of stepped things up uh, mm. another level in a way that I hadn't really considered before because my kids are mixed so mm-hmm. um you know they're they're also part of yeah like the world is going to be a very different place for them as well but as I was saying earlier I feel like 2016 I've never been busier when it comes to talking to I uh, you know talking about um racial identity politics it's been super busy like people want to learn um but yeah and there's spaces that are set up but I also feel mindful I don't know if you share this but just being very conscious as well that um we're sort of you don't want your story to overtake when we're existing and doing our crafts on stolen land as well. That's a very um, conscious part. And that's a conscious thing for me when doing broad was to make sure I did uh, an acknowledgement you know, Absolutely. At the beginning of every show, yep. Um, every episode has to be because it just has to. Yeah. I don't pointedly say out oh, stolen land, but I wanted it to be. Yep. To acknowledge the women from the past. Absolutely. And the, the ones in the, the future. Aunties. I know. Yeah. And yeah. that to me is really essential. 
Yeah, yeah. That's, so yeah. it's that dynamic as well, mm. isn't it? Is yes, we've got to um, work through the different elements of our identity, but it also needs to be uh, like I think, yeah, the traditional owners that has to be ahead. Mm. Um, yeah, for me, when it comes to all of that, so I try to make sure those, you know, that the voice of um, you know Aboriginal Australians are also incorporated in whatever mm. stories I tell as well. And for music, I mean, you talked about Briggs before. Yeah. Um, any women, uh, Aboriginal women? Musicians, oh my goodness! Well, there Throwing was you in the deep end. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, there was. Um, uh, is it Brenda Lee who was an auntie that supported? Um, ah, gosh. I can't remember the artist's <laughs> name. Okay. Um, but yeah, she did, you know, really early blues and jazz in the 40s and travelled wow. the world. So she actually shot to fame, um, you know, around the world rather than in, she just wasn't recognised oh, as an right. Aboriginal artist here. Yeah. But, oh gosh, I mean, there's, and there's Sovereign Tracks, who's yeah. a really fantastic local mm. DJ mm. and artist. There's Leah Flanagan, who is a Darwin sister, and I think that her music's amazing. Mm. Um, um, as well, and and of course with Titus many years ago. I mean, that's yeah, I know. Yeah, it's and for still, me, yeah, amazing. <sighs> Absolutely, I was listening to them actually. I was yes. listening to In Our Name popped up on oh. my car stereo, which is great <laughs> while I was driving in. But um, you know, it was powerful mm. for me at Three CR uh, when I first started doing uh, my very very first show. There it was a four o'clock youth home time time slot, and I came in um, after Auntie. Uh, Destiny Deacon and mm. also Auntie Lisa Belair and that was amazing for me to follow on from two really mm. powerful mm. black women that you know helped me sort of just be at ease with being able to share my story and not being apologetic about who and what yeah, I, I, what you don't was. have to you know yeah yeah that's, that's important to feel absolutely that comfort and to be in that zone yeah that space and so mm. to follow on in the same studio space after them every week over four years was incredible and then seeing the work that they were doing as activists Mm. within Mm. the community um, was incredible as well so it opened up a whole new world for me getting into community radio has anyone done a documentary about 3cr like ah, really? Yeah, There's I know. So much history there. Absolutely, you know, activism and the very important culture, and just the land as well. Yeah. There's something about you know There's something like happening being, over there. Absolutely, <laughs> it's powerful, you know. Mm. And it's just there's such poignant stories in there, and I love. Yeah, it's it's such a great station. Mm. If you're listening and you are a three CR person, or you know what we're talking about, um, <laughs> let us know. Oh four two seven joy nine four nine. We have had a message. I'll read that out uh, shortly, or you can email us on at joy.org.au and have a chat to us because, yeah, it's important and uh, acknowledging all those uh, women out there and um, women of colour in the media. More of that shortly. You're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9. Hi, I'm Molly Crabapple and you are listening to Broad on Joy 94.9. Holding hands with Trevor Not the greatest 
This is Sonia and Broad on Joy 94.9, and that is the amazing Nairi covering a, a Tame Impala song. I just couldn't believe it. The less I know, the better. I, can I be honest? <laughs> yes. I, I've never actually heard the Tame Impala version. I'm not going to be chasing it up because no. that is amazing. She is amazing. She is. And I chose it especially for you because I know that you do follow her and oh. certainly her career. And would you say you're a fan? A fangirl. Well, and look, people might say I'm slightly obsessed. <laughs> I would just like to say that I'm very, very enthusiastic about Nairi. Um, I really love her because, I mean, you know, just as another Papua New Guinean mm. sister, um, yeah, I think she reps our nation fabulously. And I love that when I see her, because I MC at, at quite a number of different festivals, so we'll bump mm. into each other from time to time. And she can switch to language just like that right, in cool. a heartbeat. Yeah. Right. You can take the girl out of PNG, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take PNG out of the girl. But do you find that are there many um, the diaspora of PNG people in Melbourne? Are there a lot? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's not a huge community as there would be, say, up north, like mm. in Brisbane, especially Cairns, mm-hmm. um, also in Townsville huge, Mm. huge communities there. And I think it's really funny because as a Papua New Guinean, you know that there's a lot of other PNG people around. So um, nationals, we call each other... Uh, one talks. Okay. So you know that there's a lot of one talks around when you're out and about and they just ignore you when they see you. You know, like in Melbourne, we're like, hi, hi, how are you? Hi. <laughs> there's a deficit. <laughs> totally. So, yeah, look, there mm. is um, a pretty solid community here. Uh, I tend to mix more with the music and the arts crew, mm. um, the arts one talks. But um, yeah, I mean, we're here. It's not a huge community, but for those of us that do know each other it's really it's always wonderful when we get together and the food mm. 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 yeah i haven't eaten so don't say anything. <laughs> okay <laughs> oh i can imagine yeah. yeah if it's like island of food it's just like yeah uh, food from Aotearoa it's yeah exactly well I think mm. there's you the hangi the ground too? Yeah, yeah so we do a mumu oh yeah, yeah. and then mm. I think the Tongans call it the umu, umu yeah. and yeah so there's different words but yeah, yeah yeah wrapping it up I mean we use uh lots and lots of al- um aluminium foil because mm. we haven't got the banana leaves okay. to do all the wrapping so yeah. that's the way we get around it yeah. so yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, we use sacks actual you know oh. hessian sacks and and, uh, you know, foil, yeah, advanced into the foil stage. Yeah, but, right. Yeah, and that makes them, it sort of stops it from drying out, the food from drying out, because they soak it first. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I've never thought of the sack, so I'm going to have to get that out on the coconut <laughs> telegram and spread oh, the word. Yeah, hot rocks. <laughs> hot rocks and lots of digging. Yeah. The boys do that. Yeah, absolutely. That. Yeah. Like, you were saying, uh, look, an amazing career, Nairi. Yes. Oh, without great a doubt. Following, great people that she works with and, and really uh, has foresight about who she wants to collaborate with. Yeah, she's very saying. smart yeah. mm. in that way. I think um, when it comes to her creativity, she's very strategic about it mm. and she can afford to be. I mean, she's yeah, so incredibly talented and, um, you know, I mean, she's, she's definitely copped it though because uh, she was um, an artist who called out Australia's music industry um, for its racism mm. uh, but you know she held her ground on it and didn't budge and and was just very clear to clarify that that's what her experience 
is, mm. and it's not anything that she's ever um, gone on and on about. I mean, she was asked the question during an interview, and she said, "Well, yeah. Um, I mean, she's an electronic artist. She gets programmed often to either play on Indigenous stages or mm. world music stages. She's not a world music artist. Mm. I mean, except by virtue of the fact that she's got dark skin. I mean, mm. really, when you think about it, what's not world music? All world, all music <laughs> is made in the world. It's such a weird made term. On the planet. Yeah. yeah, it's such a weird Maybe it should be Mars music. Hello. Yeah, it's it really weird. weird. It's yeah. just kind of this, um, you know, that's the term that we'll use for this undifferentiated mass yeah. of people who are not Anglo, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's um, mm. very strange that, but yeah, she, and I, I also really love that. She's incredibly proud of her heritage and really rocks her mm. um, Pacifica heritage. But, um, you know, she's not easily definable in terms of what the usual narrative is. Of, mm. Like she doesn't really, you know, she doesn't do reggae. She doesn't do the typical island style music. Um, Sorry, she, I don't want to laugh. But yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, like that's what the expectation you do, is. You know, dance or hip hop as well. Exactly. Just hip hop. Yeah, know. that's right. That's and she's beyond, beyond. Yeah. I mean, she's referred to as... A um, you know neo soul mm. artist and uh, yeah she's all that and the, and mm. then some I know really yeah so yeah um, just great was was great to find that track so really excited thank you I you've think been she nailing the music tonight <laughs> oh, my goodness trying. we've had some messages too I should talk about those <laughs> um, hello someone says Trump is a symptom not a president he didn't win the popular vote Hillary Clinton did mm. first mm. time listener and curious. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and true words as true, well. I true. Think, yeah. It may be. I think it's the political system there. I don't know enough about the whole way it works with voting. College electorate. It's clearly yeah. this. They've got issues there with yeah. who crossed the line, who didn't. And we yeah. had another message too. So thank you for that message. Um, great music, and I must say, I love your guests. Wonderful red hair. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Who can see my red hair? Right? Hang on, where's where's the camera? Did you did you put a photo somewhere? Oh, up or oh, anyway. okay. I've, maybe you have. Have you? I, well, I had Snapchatted, but there you go. Right. Oh, well, you go. You never know. Let know. us know how you know that I've got red hair. Wow. Hey, you spy or stalker. <laughs> You can send us a message, message 0427 joy 949 or email us on air at joy.org.au. And, yeah, um, I think, yeah, we're going to talk mm. probably, well, we've got a little bit more time. It's racing by, though. I know. But I do want to uh, talk to you about what you're doing now and the future and what you want to do yeah. in, a, in a moment. <laughs> Not right now, but <laughs> sure. give, me, give me a minute or two. Yeah, this is Broad here on Joy 94.9. This is Jamie Babbitt, the director of But I'm a Cheerleader, and you are listening to Broad on Joy 94.9. This is Broad, as they say, over that side of the world, uh, on Joy 94.9. I'm here, myself, Sonia, and we have Namilla Benson, broadcaster, educator, extraordinaire. And we're going to talk about, um, I guess, I guess uh, self-care is something that we do want to touch on, but also your experience now at Triple R. Mm. And you were saying to me off air that you still are one of the few people of colour. Yeah. Why is that? Um, Do you know? Well, 
Uh, yeah, like what is the answer really? I, I mean, know. I think, you know, it's really hard, isn't mm. it, um, to kind of explain to people that when you enter into spaces, and it's something that people of colour don't often talk about, but often you are the only person of colour when mm. you enter. And I really, really love radio um, and I really love Triple R. Like I've been able to make a home and, and beautiful mm. friends, like an extended family there. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, isn't it, to work out mm. Why it is that, and I've tried to get more people of colour to come through the station, but um, either they feel like, uh, you know, that it's not really a station that, that appeals to them or speaks to them. Mm. or their community but I know as well that when it comes to radio and certainly with community radio but also uh, most definitely with ABC um, my privilege is my accent I mean I was Mm. born and bred here in Melbourne Mm. uh, and you know there's no shortage of incredible minds that I know within the POC people Mm. of colour community Um, but sometimes people feel that I mean, it's never anything that's overt, but I think even for radio, uh, there is a sense that if you don't have an Australian accent, sometimes it can be difficult to make, you know, to make it. And mm. I, even with young people who I've trained, where English is not their first language and trying to encourage them mm. to come through different spaces, um, like 3CR is really great. I think mm. that they have an incredibly broad... Very diverse. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, any number of different shows and stations and shows that are presented in language but I think yeah it's it's a difficult thing with with triple R I mean I work there now as a broadcast trainer Mm. um and yeah I'm always on the lookout for and and they are too they Mm. really really want more people of color uh to come through the station but the fact that you will do training but then not continue on Mm. that's what's missing that's what's missing yeah there's nothing there just sort of buffer or... Well, I think it's the structural um, yeah. stuff. You know, when mm. you walk in and you don't, like yeah. visibility and you representation. don't see someone of colour in a place that is predominantly white, it does make yeah. you feel yeah, like you're not welcome. Absolutely, you know, and yeah. it's like being a woman and, mm, and you know, you exactly. walk into a space where it's mainly males. Mm. I mean, that that can there's discomfort with that and, you know, perhaps even the other way around too. I mean... So I don't know what the key is, but hopefully, <laughs> yeah. you know, Triple R's celebrating its 40th birthday. I know. Yeah. So I went and checked out the exhibition mm. uh, last week just over at the State Library, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I like that there's more women of colour that I'm seeing at various stations because I work across four different mm. radio stations um, as a trainer and a mentor. And that's encouraging because when I first started, uh, it was great to see lots of Aboriginal um, you know, uncles and aunties mm. that were doing radio and who really helped to guide me, especially the women. I've just had amazing mm. women mm. in my life who really um, you know, just taken a huge leap of faith and really they saw something and just really fostered and nurtured that mm. within me. So that's what I try to do in my mm. capacity as a trainer now, working and, and you know, I still have to pay the bills so um, <laughs> I'm happy to train most people but I choose to focus you know, specifically um, on women of colour. Mm. I think that's really important. I think that's important. Yeah. And I mean, since meeting you and there was uh, Vax Bex and, and Wahi oh, oh and um, Hannah from Sovereign yeah. Tracks and yes. then, of course, the girls from... 
Oh, my brain. It's just frozen. Um, yeah, uh, from Still Nomads. Still Nomads with her. Yeah. And it really made me think about myself and where I am. Mm. And when I look around, it's it's white. And it's kind of like, what am I doing? You know, it made me think, what am I doing to get yeah. more women of color in here? And it's it's a constant. It's like it's enough to try and get women in here. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And have broad and have women's voices. But yeah. now it's the next step. Sure. Sure. And absolutely. And there's challenge. so many different ways. Mm. I mean, that's what intersectionality is, isn't it? Mm. Is looking at the different intersections of our identities. And it's so, I mean, race is a really big thing for me. Mm. Um, and I mean, it, it's funny because I'm sort of at the stage where some of the people I train call me auntie so I'm at that weird phase now it's like oh I'm getting old but you know I am just I find it so impressive mm. just the confidence of younger you know walk who are not looking for permission yeah uh, they're not an apologist about yeah. who who they are um, and they're just creating spaces for themselves which yeah. is something my generation didn't and that's do. great to see yeah you know, it's like, powerful to see and not thinking looking over the shoulder not thinking well what will white people think yeah. not giving a damn just yeah. doing it for absolutely themselves for themselves good. their and friends the and their yeah. family yeah their communities amazing very important yeah self-care we've got a little bit of time <laughs> um what what sort of things you know do you find uh, that you do to make sure that you you know you're feeling okay yeah and it's because sometimes it must just it gets heavy. It gets heavy and intense and overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. What do you do? I log off from online <laughs> social media mm-hmm. um, and my – you know, my inner circle is just filled with really incredible women. I come mm. from a matrilineal culture, mm. uh, so women are very visible, they're very vocal, and whether it's my elders or my nieces or my sisters, I just I pull them closer to me and mm. we cook together, we eat together. Um, I, it's incredibly important to me. I've got a three- and a four-year-old, um, mm. you know, two little boys that they're raised and that they see and know really incredible women and just the joy that they bring mama. So that's my thing. Family and community. My culture is my life. Mm. Oh, I just, yeah, um, it's everything to me. And um, that's that's my happy place apart from radio. <laughs> and it's like an extension of that happy place. Yeah. You know, very yeah. much so. Absolutely. You know, really important. Yeah. Mm. Now, um, oh, look at the time. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Like Has this by. hour just flown? Have we just, been on an air for yeah, an hour? We've been talking that much. That's, That's amazing! Wow. Uh, Beck with Beck. Bite me down under chats with Peking Duck next. Mm, so that's next. So don't go away. That's at 10 o'clock and we're heading there. Five minutes to go. So when we um, do wrap it up, I'll get people to. Oh, actually, I'll get you to. Um, I don't know. Say what you're going to do next coming up here on Broad on Joy 94.9. Yes, here on Broad on Joy 94.9. It's been a really fast hour. It's really been great having a, a, a real live human being in the studio, Namilla Benson. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sonia. I've had a blast. <laughs> and so tell us, um, uh, what are you up to? You've got an event there you want to yeah. talk about? Well, there's the Racial Justice Day Out, which mm. is um, an open forum that's happening at uh, Trades Hall. It's part of um, the Global Street Party that's going to be celebrating diversity um, mm. 
on December the 10th, but some great discussions around race, uh, mm-hmm. looking at intersectionality, racism, classism, capitalism, um, indig- Indigenous rights and sovereignty, the dehumanisation of asylum seekers and refugees, racial profiling, um, institutional racism, lots of conversations with wow. lots of people. So <laughs> Sounds perfect. Yeah. And speaking of talking, I'll be yes. doing that this Yay! Is it this weekend? I don't know. I'm looking at you. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, this weekend. It's part of La Trobe. It's part of Beyond the Culture Wars LGBTIQ History Now conference. And I'm on a panel there with the wonderful Lana Wolf. People may remember her from the good old days of Joy. No, she was here last year, but uh, she had a wonderful show. Uh, queer and trans woman of colour on the Culture Wars. And that's uh, 3 o'clock to 4.30. whole Amazing. hour and a half. How am I going to cope with that? You will. We've, I'll be talking. This, this hour, you'll be fine. Oh, no. So how can people find out more about the wonderful Anamila Benson? Uh, you can get onto Twitter, Sister mm-hmm. Selector with a K. is uh-huh. uh, Yeah, if you just look that up on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, I'm there. Cool. I'm hanging out. <laughs> and we had a message from Jade. Thank you, Jade. She says, hi, thank you uh, for coming to talk to the broad audience. Oh, thank you. Thank you, yeah. awesome. okay. And you, Sonia. And everyone, and uh, yes, so big thanks to the people who make, or the beautiful women who make the beautiful music that we played tonight, uh, Nairi, we had the late and wonderful Sharon Jones, and the wonderful Aradna Patel as well, so they rock. Yeah, oh, amazing, we'll so love good. them. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much again. I hope we board. meet up again soon. I'm going to have to have you on Triple R. I know. <laughs> I'd be really nervous then. No, no. But at least it'll be the two of us will be together. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Beck's on now with Yay. Bite Me Down Under here on Joy. Thank you, sisters. You've been listening to this broad podcast here on Joy 94.9. Don't forget to tune in to us Monday nights at 9pm on Joy for feminism in your ears. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.